Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. And we are joined once again by my down below co-host, Ian. Yeah, you can't seem to get rid of me. <laughs> we're not uh, trying. Yeah, no, we're trying. Uh, I, I uh, put myself down for this a little while ago when I saw it wasn't taken, and I just happened to be needed a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Man, you know, I don't know, this may be a short episode, because we're recording a little later than normal, so <laughs> we'll see. I'm tired. Yeah, oh, I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> Matt's tired, but is hungry, I'm cold. <laughs> this will be a fun one. <laughs> Ian, it's it's late for Ian, so I'm grumpy. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to um stay up through this, uh, you know. Uh, so enjoy um, the listen, you guys. It'll be a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, oh man, my hands, it, it, these headphones are cold on my head. I'm like, uh, <laughs> if I make a mistake and start talking about um running instead of um. Skynet or um, things like that. It's because I've just an hour or two ago got back from role-playing Shadowrun game. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that you just got finished talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> no. Uh, I would like Shadowrun if it, was, if it wasn't a cyberpunk world that's also filled with elves and magic. <laughs> yeah, well, I um, at the moment I'm playing a technomancer who does cyberpunky things through magic. If it was, if it was just oh. pure cyberpunk, then I'd be like, sweet. It's the elves and magic that get to you. <laughs> well, I mean, when it's contrasted against a cyberpunk setting, yeah. Imagine Blade Runner with elves running around. What was that game? <laughs> it was an. I just MMO. did. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> What game? Gandalf is a replicant. No, um, it was some game that was kind of a cyber. It was a MMO. Came out, I guess, in the past few years. But it was kind of a cyber techno kind of MMO. I played it for maybe like a couple hours and just got tired of it. Mm. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> anyway, so how long? How many hours have you put in the Fallout yet, Matt? <laughs> I've only got about five. Uh, like. Two days worth, maybe. Okay. <laughs> a coworker of mine had put in like nine at noon on release day. Just stayed up all night playing it. Yeah, I basically, I took a day off and played it all day long. <laughs> and then we That's had the day folded it. Yeah, and then we had the day off uh, for a statutory holiday the day after, so I did the same thing again. Yeah. So, this is episode 15 of season 2, Desert Cantos. Cantos? Whatever. What is it? Or did we lose somebody? What is it, Cantos? It's part of a um, yeah. poem or whatever. Yeah, I think we said it was like a song of, yeah, poem. Okay. It's derived from the Italian word for song or singing. How does that relate to this episode? Uh, it was confusing, like a lot of poetry. I don't know. So, what did I miss? You were talking about Fallout, and now you're talking about poetry. Uh, we uh, we're just trying to figure out what the remember what the name meant. What's this oh. episode? Did you fall asleep? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I got cut off. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Ah, uh, Scout. Scout was well. He was really well there. It has a tendency to do that. Mm. I hope I'm still recording. Yeah. So this originally aired February 20th, 2009. Directed by J. Miller Tobin, who last directed Vic's Chip. And it was written by Ian Goldberg and John Worth, who last wrote Complications together. Well. And... Yeah, <laughs> I don't. You this see, wasn't my favorite of his episodes. See my poster. There's going to be a Snowpiercer movie. Wasn't there already a Snowpiercer movie? I mean, there's going to be a Snowpiercer TV oh. show. Oh, <laughs> well. And it's going to be produced by the guy that was the showrunner for this show, and he said he said it says not going to be on network TV. I posted a tweet where he said, one thing I learned over the past 10 years is that I can't write a network TV show for shit. So I think he did a good job on this show. Mm. But it got canceled. So <laughs> I guess it wasn't successful, but it was a good show. He did another, sh- um, I'll look it up later, but yeah, he did a weird show with John Malkovich. I can't remember the name of it though. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> that was a movie. I think it came on NBC or something. I don't know. But yeah, so the first part is Vigil. This was weird, the way they kept doing that, the way they divided up the show. Mm-hmm. Where it was each mm-hmm. one, was each one of these a canto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's... I get it now. Yeah, there... It was... It was heavy-handed. <laughs> uh, I feel like that, and I hate to say this, because... But there's... It's... it. This show, like with the religious stuff, we've discussed it. It's 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 getting to be heavy-handed in spots, and it's not my favorite thing. Mm, the style would work on a different show. It just it's not quite right for this. Yeah, there are good bits about this episode, though. There are, you know, it's not like the last one I was on. There are good bits about this episode. <laughs> I agree with you guys on this one. If you didn't like it. <laughs> But um, the whole family's riding along in the Dodge Ram. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the parties are trying to figure out what happened at the warehouse. There's going to be a visual the next day and you see some dead cows. Those cows look like giant cow toys. Like with the fake, like, <laughs> fuzz on them. Well, um, those Lego cows you used to be able to get. <laughs> Cameron says something about how Native Americans don't like their pictures being taken, and John hates funerals, but Sarah hates Skynet. Ooh. <laughs> she one-upped him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a stand and say, uh, Skynet's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what about the cowboy group, though? Is this cowboy group good? <laughs> So they're going to try to find out what's going on. Sarah sees a picture of that guy she killed. What's his name? Winston. And yeah, Darius, like, you never guess he had it in him. She's like, I see it. I can see it. Because <laughs> she, she saw yeah, it. Yeah, she I really guess. saw it. <laughs> John's talking to this smart ass named Zoe. Okay. I, uh, what is up with the women on this show? Oh, it makes me so mad. She's okay. from The Walking Dead. Is she? Oh, yeah. Mm. No, that's Tara. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I like her so much better as Tara. <laughs> so it must be the writing. Yeah. Oh, this made me mad, you guys. Yeah, John is, uh, the excuse is that Sarah worked at the family and she's coming to pay her respects. And Zoe calls John a funeral crasher. 
And they notice Cameron staring at them. Zoe's dad worked at the factory. and Of course he did. Yeah. And they're talking about her, some guy named Henry, who shows up and won't shake John's hand. Stop talking to my girl. That's probably what he was thinking. <laughs> Cooties. She doesn't want him as a boyfriend. Thank God. He, he's uh, got a weird looking face. He does. <laughs> he's, he's, weird. He, he, he's kind of got, he, he's, you know, meant to be in his teens, you know, maybe even 20 or something, but he looks like he's in his 40s. And that's it. He's got a 40 year old face yeah. on a teenage body. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a vigil and Sarah's um, focused on the picture of that guy and Derek bumps into Mr. Walsh, the guy who sold the Turk to Weaver earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Here he is again, working for Weaver. You guys, right. I just... Huh? I just... I'm just I just have it on the background. That guy really looks like he's like 40. Yep. <laughs> I think he was somebody's dad. <laughs> Me too, I didn't realize until you guys said it, and then I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh my god. And he turns around, and you think he was like somebody's father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really does. Okay, I'm sorry. Move along. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. Sorry. Okay, uh, no, I, just, I was trying to find a picture of him. <laughs> oh, I'm. Good. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture of him. Okay. So Sarah's talking to Winston's wife, who what's her name? Di. Begins with a D, I think. I'm not sure. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's just. Yet someone else who has information for Sarah that Sarah can screw over. Yeah, (laughs) it's really not good this series for Sarah because you know Sarah just finds someone and uses them. Doesn't care what she does to her. She did this exact same thing already, so like, why are we seeing it again? That's what she does. Uh, she's like, did you know my husband, Sarah? And um, have the opening credits. (laughs) <laughs> What's going on? Uh, you posted Henry. the screen cap of the group, but yeah. It's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, Henry. Yeah. I'm sure you're a nice actor. What is he now? Like, you know, 50? <laughs> he looks 50, but he's just 30 or maybe. Um okay. <laughs> At the service, Winston's wife is crying. She was talking too much. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, and like to a complete stranger that she doesn't even know. Just rah, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't have anybody to talk to. Get a therapist, lady. <laughs> like honestly, like like who's... I, I would not open to up to like Sarah. If you just look at Sarah's permanent scowl, Wearing like your kick-ass leather, at like you know, uh, I mean, like this is not the person to you know like enlist confidence in someone. I don't know. It was really funny to me that she's just like, and because like, out of all the people that this woman, the way she's dressed and who she is, would would you know think to like open up to Sarah? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, well, the way she opens up though, it's kind of rather odd. Um, talking about this guy who. You know, screen movies in his garden, but she only goes along for the free beer. Yeah. yeah. Like, I believe that. I was going to say, uh, Sarah could recommend a therapist, but all the ones she talks to get, they get killed. Yeah, get <laughs> <shocked>. <laughs> or suffocated. Um, 
Yeah, so wifey wondered what her husband was doing that kept him away seven days a week. See, and this is where I would be like, well, he had an affair with Sarah. That's what my suspicion would go to. Yeah. She, she you know. She never thought that. Hmm. No. She just opened up to her instead. You see, was- I when before I watched this, I was convinced there was a scene later on where she actually confronts Sarah, and, you know. But no, there isn't. It's just dropped. You wrote that scene in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better than better than the ones <laughs> better than what they gave us. Head um, cannon. Yeah, so Walsh calls Weaver, looking for somebody that everybody assumes died in the fire, but Weaver knows that he didn't die because she was there. <laughs> She's like, I didn't kill him, so... <laughs> wow, that was a really bad accent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, offensive. <laughs> My ears are offended. Do you know that Irish people... No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, sorry. So Walsh joins the service, and Mr. Ellison talks to that nerdy Zero Core guy. Uh, it's the anniversary of Lachlan Weaver's death, so and Miss our Catherine Weaver greets them. So they're wearing plaid. I just bought a some plaid shirts, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that's a coincidence. Catherine Weaver, you know, you only get a couple of scenes with her here, but she's so creepy. <laughs> she does yes, we'll it so there. well. It's you know just one line in an elevator. You, you've got the whole concept in the scene before, and it's a lovely day, isn't it? And I love garbage, but I remember when the show aired, I'm like, okay, is she just a good actress, or is this just her awkwardness working? You know, working for what they wanted to work for. Yeah, like her bad acting. A little bit of both, I think. You know, a bit of that. <laughs> bit of her own awkwardness it's her first role she's learning yeah. you know she really is learning here uh, and I think she's already improved since the uh, first episode yeah so at the service the widow Winston gets pissed that nobody from the company's there and makes a dramatic speech and storms off and Sarah follows her and everybody prays but Derek doesn't pray and he notices that Walsh doesn't pray either hmm <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not. Oh, I noticed uh, when she was when all the portraits were set up, and Sarah went over to the guy who she she had killed. There was another lady's portrait, and they had placed this guy's portrait right in front of that other lady's portrait, like so nobody could even squeeze between the two to like, <laughs> mourn that lady. It's just no, like, no one liked her anyway. Yeah, they just covered her up. She's always gossiping all the time. Let's stop talking. Oh, and also, Ellison <laughs> calls her Ms. Weaver. She not Mrs. Weaver. She should be Mrs. Mm. Weaver. Yeah. Well, if you don't, if you're not sure about it, then you just go with Ms. I guess. But I don't know. Mm. Sarah's talking to Ms. Winst- Mrs. Winston. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently they moved around a lot, but she pushed him to take that job and ended up getting him killed. And what kind of heat and air conditioner place needs that kind of security? So Sarah makes up a job for herself. I can't remember what she said she did. But- yeah, uh, Miss Winston says nobody knows what went on there, and she gives Sarah some keys she found. She went through her husband's thing. She was too scared to go. Um, this, this is where uh, Sarah's um, use of people really wraps up because she just grabs the keys and then says, "Yes, we've got to take a look at what's in here." Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> 
And the next is the processional. So Walsh has car trouble. I was figuring that Derek probably sabotaged the car somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's something Derek would do. This is finally when things, the episode starts to pick up pace just a little bit. Not much, but there's a bit of tension mounting. So from here on out, there's tension slowly ramping up. So Derek gives him a lift in the ram, and Walsh says he's an OSHA investigator looking to the explosion. And um, Derek wants to know if they have any ideas about what happened. And Derek doesn't think it was an accident. There's something else going on. But he'd probably do nothing if he knew that something else was going on. Walsh wants to get out. He thanks him for the ride. He's going to walk the rest of the way. Yeah, so Sarah found some bloody towels in the locker room, in the storage locker earlier. <laughs> in the lo- not locker room. Um, <laughs> yeah, which doesn't really lead to anything until later on. So she says that um, she tells the widow it was empty. And the widow says she didn't know her husband. And she plays for Sarah a call that she got three days earlier. I guess he must have butt dialed. <laughs> butt dialed her, sorry. <laughs> what? Excuse me. <clears throat> so it's that message of that confrontation with Sarah. I guess he called her after Sarah stopped talking. All these big events just keep being recorded. <laughs> so you can listen. So Sarah can listen back to them. Yeah. She wants to know what happened to her husband. So Zoe doesn't want to die in that town. And they're driving along, a group of them in the car, and she's talking about her ex, whose mom worked at the plant. Apparently they, uh, well, this might be before, yeah, yeah, this is when they're in the car, but apparently they violated some confidentiality agreement, and they just took off in the middle, or vanished in the middle of the night. Hmm. And vanished we see flashbacks. Yeah, we see flashbacks to Sarah going through the storage locker, and Zoe got a postcard a few months later. And then Cameron... <laughs> Cameron tells Henry that Zoe doesn't love him the way that he loves her. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that statement came out of nowhere. Kind I know. Of, why, and why would you say that anyway? So strange. Uh, even Cameron, mm-hmm. why would she say that? No, I, I, I always read that as, oh, so maybe I am more human than I thought. Because... The way Henry's looking at Zoe is the way I look at John. It's kind of... Cameron kind of externalizing... I as in Ian or I as in Cameron? No, no. The way I read it is Cameron is saying something aloud in in a way of self-realization. You know, oh, I love John. John doesn't love me. You think? No. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But Henry tells him to get out, but John makes him get in the back seat when he sees the police coming. Doesn't want to be seen by the police. A couple sure of every- moments in this episode where John actually does something. <laughs> he's, 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 you know, he has them for a few episodes, and all of a sudden here he just grabs the guy out of the front seat and puts him in the back seat because he just wants to get out there. Do you think all police know what he looks like or uh, maybe that one would have asked to see his ID or something? I don't know. Does this seem like very urgent for... Well, they were holding you know, up the procession and so he didn't want to even take the chance, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Zoe wants to show him something really messed up, so they go look at the dead cows. Apparently, one day they're dead, and the next day the cows are gone. Hmm. Hmm. The Spanish. The next part is burial. Burial. Oh, <laughs> Every, oh the, uh, uh, in the procession part, how did Derek know about cops having rings? I didn't know about cops having rings, and he's from the future. Just learn some things. Yeah, all I can think he's done a lot of research whilst he's here. Obviously, he wants to research cops and armies and things like that, so he can do his job well. I don't know. I don't know how he found out. <laughs> so a lot of people at the funeral, everybody's going to be rich from that insurance money. And But Zoe thinks it was some kind of government project. Nobody really talks about it. She knows it wasn't an accident. Um, move. Oh, yeah. Have her down, move. I guess she links it to the cows. And Sarah and Josh are looking, watching Derek arrive and talk. Um, so Sarah's gonna follow Walsh. She feels Skynet's there. She, um, she sees Walsh sneak into a house. Then Derek and Zoe talking some more. And, but Derek notices that she contradicted a suit. She says her father contradicted what she said about picking out a suit. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to uh, say that's weird. Yeah. Derek doesn't Derek. talk to Zoe yet. Yes. John, sorry. <laughs> see, that's one thing. Y'all should see my, I should publish my notes because there are a lot of mistakes in my notes and I usually catch them before I say them. Yeah, she said her father was a pile of ashes, but earlier she said she picked out a suit to bury him in. Yeah. So she's mad and. I was very. I was very confused by this part at first. I was like, why is she so, like, weird all of a sudden? I don't think she, she was weird caught. from the start. <laughs> she was weirder. Mm-hmm. Cameron noticed that she's not crying. Not everybody cries. Oh, yeah, I was going to say not everybody cries. <laughs> Especially in public. Yeah. So Ellison goes to see Weaver. And, of course, he has to relate it, this to when his father died. He just threw himself in his work and... Surprised that Savannah isn't there. <laughs> and she's like, you know, Dr. Sherman thought she, uh, child should have a regular routine. And then she asked Ellison to leave because she's feeling emotional. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> I'm like, glad that he must leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's just surprising. How? It's, tell me so I can actually better impersonate a human, please. Right. Please leave. I am feeling emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I am about to cry. Wow. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Actually, yeah. that was actually my only quote. <laughs> uh, oh, we seem Sarah- we seem to have missed some of my notes. I guess. I oh, sorry. I, I I'm always uh, wondering where they where they are in the timeline. Uh. I'm skipping some of my notes because I'm just not interested. <laughs> there, was one, there was at one point where uh, John was having a flashback to Sarah's memory. Oh, excuse me. Oh, wait, what? Was, really? Yeah, he was having a flashback to Sarah's memories of finding stuff in the locker. Well, either that, oh. a flashback of him having been told by Sarah, oh, I found this. This is what That's I found. Silly. Or it's the audience giving a flash of, remember what we saw earlier? Yeah, I thought it was just that's the... That's what it was. The, but, the, but, the that, that's lazy TV. That's, lazy. that's <laughs> really is lazy TV because you should expect your audience be, to be paying attention. 
it was only like five minutes before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? But I also just, I don't like um, flashbacks when they don't hold true to that, um, you know, the person, it's a, it's a flashback, so it's a memory. And in that case, it should be from the person's point of view. You know, it should right. just be, you know, like, I don't like when they don't hold true to that. Mm, so this is where, oh, yeah, next is the wake. We got uh, Derek, John, and Cameron eating, talking. Some stuff about doubting Sarah and the three dots. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You said three dots. Sorry. <clears throat> I, uh, I saw John Piper yeah. Ferguson's name in the credits and I was looking for him the whole episode and I, I saw his name on the board a couple times, or his picture on the board a couple times. I'm like, is he just in because his picture is on the... <laughs> I was, I was ready to be very disappointed. Uh, don't mess with his piece. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it, do, do they know that reference? Probably. Have you seen Briscoe County Jr.? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. No. Oh, man. Oh, I kind of want to do like a. Uh, John Piper Ferguson plays a character named Pete Hutter, and he's the, like one of the greatest things about that show. <laughs> I just, I kind of want to do like one of his quotes, even though you guys have no, no, uh, context for it. Oh, um,. I wonder if I can find it. Oh, I'll keep looking. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Cameron notices that Zoe and her mother haven't looked at the picture uh, since they got there, and I think first Darius like it's not a big deal, but then he's like, yeah, I look at my I look at my brother if there's a picture of him. Okay, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is my impersonation of. Uh, John Pepper Ferguson's character, Pete Hutter, from Briscoe County, Jr. <clears throat> Forget about it. You mean, rip it from my memory like a picture from a book? A picture of a small boy. Kind of shy. With big ears who only wanted to be liked. And the laughing faces of his classmates. Of his classmates mocking him because he forgot to wear his pants to school. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> no, I just want to watch that scene. <laughs> Flashback. You put such emotion into that as well. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, but I, I'm already a fan. I think they should give you a job. It's amazing. <clears throat> so they figure out that I can't remember his name. Uh, just call him Pete. <laughs> they conclude that he's not dead, and they want to find him before he is dead. <laughs> so let's go. For him. Rifling through all their possessions. Yeah. So Sarah's going through the house with her gat in her hand. And she finds a room with computer feet, a computer monitor, the camera feeds, and one of them is the funeral. Mm. So she finds some blood on the floor, and when she leaves, we see John on one of the feeds. He's going through Zoe's parents' room. Zoe catches him and wants him to get out. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, she's actually completely valid in the way she reacts. It's just finding someone going through, you know, your parents' drawers and stuff. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Stranger. Well, so it's awake going on as well. It's just... <laughs> These are things you don't do. I guess he was expecting to find him in the... <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, the master's not on this. He he hasn't got his um, miniaturization weapon. I can't remember 
what the what? He, oh yeah, the t- his tissue compression eliminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, that's not a thing in Terminator. That's Doctor Who. That is wrong franchise. Brisco. <laughs> so, so Sarah finds a garage. <laughs> Derek calls her from the fake wake, and she's behind him. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like that this little bit. It's just, you know, no point in continuing the phone call, knock on the window. <laughs> no, no, see, you, you, I'd probably keep talking to him on the phone. <laughs> I already started this. So now we're at the recessional, and they're all watching the feeds, including Zoya, her mother. <laughs> I like how Sarah's like, yeah, we are some kind of terrorist organization, because yeah. they really are kind of. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, Derek calls this, um, it's a Skynet work camp. At yeah, least the same setup Skynet uses. You know, collaborators working with the machines. If it's a Skynet work camp, why did we even blow it up? Hmm. Good question. What do you mean? Like if, uh, yeah, because she's Skynet, so why would she blow up her own camp? Oh. It's a good question. I just consider her destructive, so <laughs> I don't hmm. know. But it's interesting. So Daddy was supposed to, she said he was going to play dead, and they all sleepwalked and didn't ask any questions about the plan. And, of course, Cameron, <laughs> giving bad news again, she pulled out some footage from the archive that shows Zoe's ex being shot by her father and Ed Winston. Yeah, that's interesting. But just before that, though, there's another really cool moment from John because, you know, Sarah's trying to get information out of them and then John just pulls out the gun and, you know, takes command and says, you're going to tell us what's going on here. (laughs) You know, he steps up. Yeah, finally he does something. I love little moments like this where, you know, it's little glimpses into the leader he's going to become. He's nowhere near it yet, but every once in a while... You get a moment like that. You know, when they were, sorry, going back again. You know, when they were t- uh, look, talking about how they weren't looking at the picture and they're like, oh, he must be, still be alive. I assumed he was abusive. Why would they assume he's still alive? <laughs> I assume they actually hated him and they didn't want to look at his picture. Right. <laughs> I think something. Yeah, that's a weird conclusion. Of yeah, well, um, you know, if they're looking for Skynet, they don't look for abusive husbands. They look for dead people. So, John found a shoe, so he knows where Daddy might be. And when they're leaving, Diana's been watching Sarah. She doesn't smell right. <laughs> yeah, so she, she says, says that uh, Diana says something along the lines of, um, "Some random guy says, you know, you're not right. Oh, and I trust him, but we've never heard about this other guy before, so." Oh, she trusted Sarah, so mm. she trusts everybody. Um, yeah, Sarah says it's best not to ask too many questions, so they go off, even though Sarah likes to ask a lot of questions. Weaver's working, but she goes over to little Savannah, who's crying. As Weaver says, she remembers when her father died. He was a tough man, and it took, but it took her a long time to come to terms with it. Using Ellison's words from earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, 
again a creepy creepy scene and it, it just reminds me back from uh, the sky next days of um Derek and Steve saying run Savannah run <laughs> yes Savannah misses her daddy he's just sitting on his lap she sits on Weaver's lap and it's cold Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your your lap feels like sitting on a cold kitchen table or something. <laughs> You're not real, mommy. Do we think she witnessed her parents' death, or she just uh, has an intuition that that's not her mom? Yeah, I think she just felt something was different. Yeah, something's not right. The Connors drive out to where the dead cows are, and they find Walsh's body. Yeah. Again, well, she's working for Weaver, yet uh, whoever's working on this side of things killed him. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Who knows? So they hear water bubbling and a freaking drone comes out. Hmm. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> Why was it in there? It's hiding. Yeah, Why? that's where they hide their drone. <laughs> Why? Why so did... weird. That's why the... That why the cows are dying. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. So it shines a light. Oh, I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't react more to it. Like Sarah's like, see, you see, I was right. <laughs> yeah. And Derek maybe shitting his pants because <laughs> I know, I know. And they just stare at it, and so then it flies off. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> um. So the drone goes. It's inside an eighteen wheeler that Zoe's, Zoe's daddy is driving, and he drives off with it. Mm. And I um, noticed on the back there's a little uh, code on the back. It, it says US. It says US dot one 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 zero seven. But forget about the zero seven. It's three dots again. Yep. Mm. No. Those dots. <laughs> Stop it. Dot. <laughs> Apparently there is a novel where they mentioned T2, the future war, where they mentioned that collaborators are in charge of work camps and they monitored human prisoners. Okay. So do we have any quotes? Uh, I got, I'm feeling emotional. <laughs> As we already said. Um, so I have one where Cameron's like, Native Americans believe that when their pictures are taken, their souls are stolen and locked in the photograph forever. Derek, I think you're safe. Yeah. That's kind of mean. She's yeah. worried about her soul. Oh, speaking mm. speaking of Cameron, I watched uh, uh, Ex Machina recently. Did you guys watch that? I've seen it. Yes, yeah. that's really good. She, that, that robot, her methods reminded me of Cameron. Mm. Her her body movements, yeah. Very, very, yeah, you could totally see Cameron in that role. And the way, the way she thought, too. Uh-huh. Very, uh, I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know. Three conniving. Um, yeah, uh, before we forget, I've got the other quote. I've said it already, but wonderful day, isn't it? Which, who said that? Uh, Weaver, after they've just talked about the fact, you know, it's the anniversary of um, Lachlan Weaver's death. Hmm. You need yeah, to adjust your it. programming, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited right now. And, and uh, I mean, it's not a quote, but the way she actually um, talked about, ah, don't want Savannah to get overexcited. 
on the day her father died. Yet, sometimes we, you just haven't got it quite right. Sometimes. <laughs> it's going to be a female link, you guys. <laughs> Linkle. <laughs> so who's our badass of the week? Mm. Mm. That bloated cow carcass. No, no, you can't have a proper bad athlete. How is it? John Piper Ferguson. Well, yes, yes, he did. Well, given the fact he um, wholeheartedly killed a whole family and then abandoned his own family to collect the drone. Yeah, what's he get out of this? Just money? Um. Anybody else? I'll give it to John for yanking that weird-looking guy to the car. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, pulling a gun out and threatening um, the girl he's just met. Yeah, fine with John because Derek got made. Yeah, Cameron was just weird. Sarah really didn't do that much. Weaver was just creepy. Yeah, I know. I just but you. I think Weaver got emotional. She got emotional. This episode. <laughs> okay. Um, let's rate this episode. Just want to start out, Ian? Mm, okay. As I said earlier, there's some nice moments in this, and I do like hints at the person John's going to eventually become in this episode. And there's a slow tension building throughout the second half of this that saves it in a way along with the creepy, creepy scenes with Catherine Weaver in it. So I'm going to rate this higher than the last one I was on and go for 8 out of 10 dead cows. Mm. Um, Malika? Um, I wasn't overly fond of this one. Um, there were some redeeming moments. I think Weaver encompassed all of them. Um, there were some stretches of the imagination. So I'm going to give this... Seven out of ten 40-year-old, 16-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Uh, I didn't like it very much at all. <laughs> it was like, this is how funerals work. Let's go through every single little bit of it. Um, and the, the the plot about all the employees I found a little bit frenetic and confusing and might have moved too fast or something or didn't have enough explanation i'm not sure i just didn't get it for most of the time um i'll give it a five out of ten fiendish flying thingies <gasps> yeah maybe this is meh <laughs> it has a few good moments the um um I can't remember what they are right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's too late. (laughs) Uh, I was going to give it six out of ten emotional mothers. So let's do some feedback. Um, (laughs) The choices of the accounts I can sign into are my two personal accounts, what we make, and intro to Briscoe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first we have email from Daniel. Daniel says, Hey, Chroniclers. I feel like Cameron's awkward line about the Native American superstition about photographs was written for a Sarah monologue. 
It just sounds like one of those nasal gaping riffs they usually write for her. Also, Cameron is rocking that hot leather biker jacket. What happened to the purple jacket? <laughs> I like the purple jacket. The last Very time we saw that, didn't he, she um, give it to the guy in the library? Oh, really? Uh, I, I, I can't remember, but I, I definitely remember a scene where she wraps it around his shoulders because he's cold. Yeah. I want my purple jacket back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you all remember Mr. Walsh as the man Ms. Weaver hired to steal the Turk from Sarkisian the first time. I find it impressive how the show keeps minor characters and plots in reserve and then unexpectedly brings them back. Once again, go, once again though, why is Weaver so intent on killing everyone who worked at the warehouse? At the funeral, we get the first mention of the Kaliba Group, the parent company of the Desert Warehouse. Remember that name. Oh. Also, I'm oh, sorry. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also note the return of the sinister string music that played at the end of Earthlings Welcome Here when Sarah was driving to the warehouse. I don't know the actual track title, but I call it the Kaliba theme. Who gives the key for the mystery storage locker of the dead of their dead husband to a complete stranger you just met? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, Sarah, Sarah just took it from her, really. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just she, the woman was just holding it and saying, "Yeah, look at this," and Sarah just grabbed it out of her hand. You just know that Derek gave Walsh that flat tire. He's so smooth sometimes. Mm, yes, he is. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, Derek. Hmm. In the car, Sarah should take note. Even while Mrs. Winston is crying her eyes about her husband, she keeps her damn eyes on the road where they belong. Yes. <laughs> Sarah's always getting in accidents. Sarah's lines, we are some kind of terrorist organization, shows just how far she's come in this series. If, like me, you love dark and edgy television, this series was far, far too good to last on a place like the Fox Network. I found it pretty funny how Weaver uses Ellison's story about his father word for word to try to make a connection with Savannah. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, Weaver was... She kind of was the star of this episode. Or the most interesting, at least. Your lap is cold, I know. Maybe she can selectively heat the mimetic polyalloy of her legs. Hmm... Did the drone seem like it looked a lot smaller when it came out of the watering hole than it did when Sarah saw it in the sky in front of the sun? This episode never really gives an explanation for exactly how for how exactly the presence of the drone was killing the cows, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't quite get that. You just got to assume it comes out of the watering hole every now and again and shoots the cows and goes back down. Hmm. The ending felt very X-Files. I find it interesting, though, that the guy who was presumed dead told his family he would hide and they could take the insurance payout and run away together. But here we see he's obviously still working for the company or else he wouldn't be collecting the drone and packing it up for transport. And not only that, but he seems to have killed Weaver's nose for hiring Mr. Walsh. I say that shows he's either afraid of them or fanatically loyal. All right, till next week, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for always being Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does always write in every week. Yep, Good. he does. I'm just trying to think. If, mm, so, what? Mm, okay, I'm I'm replaying some of last week in my head. I'm, 
formulating something, but it might be spoilery. I don't know. Um, Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Probably. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, next email is from Heidi. Oh. Copy. Who is also really great about writing in. Yes. And paste. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Hey, guys. I knew I rec- recognized Zoe, but I couldn't figure out figure it out. IMDb told me she was Tara on The Walking Dead. With Henry, we have a Veronica Mars crossover. He played Garrett he played Grant in The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I didn't oh. have to look him up. I also recognize McCarthy, but I think just from seeing him around every other show ever made. He's Pete Hutter. Uh, once John... I think... What's that? Well? Uh, I said he's Pete Hutter, but was he on X-Files too? And... and Millennium. Yeah. Everything. Everything. She's right. Once John called her on her detail on the details, Zoe changed her tune very quickly. Cameron is the one who figures out the humans aren't acting like humans, and that Zoe's father isn't dead. I love the moment that Derek realizes she's right. Weaver's not good at pretending to be a grieving widow. She's at her the creepiest, though, in trying to act muddly to Savannah. Did we just stray into the X-Files? Did a UFO just fly out of the tar pits? Interesting developments in this one. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah, thanks, Heidi. Yeah. They both mentioned the X-Files, and it did feel very X-Files at the end. Yeah, that is true. Well, he is on everything. He's been on a lot, of, a lot of stuff that I saw before I knew who he was. Anyway, so the next episode is called Some Must Watch While Others Must Sleep. Whoa. <laughs> mm. I saw the first few, first couple minutes of it because my DVD just kept playing and I was like, oh, this episode. <laughs> so that's an opinion sport. Oh, great. <laughs> Not another one. I know. I think Cameron's watching while John is leaving. Yeah. I mean, I ooh. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You're really running out of episodes, though. You're getting you so close to the end of the series. Are we? Yeah, there are, what, seven left? Six left? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm hoping that it's not just one of... It quickly turns around, so it's not just one of those episodes again. Yeah. It... These... Well, we can't say anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, the two I've been on recently... It, it, <clears throat> I think it's a curse of having a longer series run, of having to produce 20-odd episodes... Whereas if they only produced 12, they could have had a really nice condensed little story. Yeah, not many shows are good at producing 22 consistent episodes. I don't know why that that was ever a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Um, uh, Syndication, I think, yeah. Yeah, money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but the quality suffers so much. Yeah, you have a few clunkers in there, but, you know... Hmm... Yeah, a 10 or 12 episode run is so much better. Agreed. I mean, some of them can sustain 13, but, you know, there's just, I don't know. There's very few that actually can do make it, you know, interesting. <sighs> Even The Flash that I love completely, you know. I mean, I think The Flash, I don't know. Shows like that are just kind of campy fun. They usually can get away with it because people aren't going to watch them for, like... Yeah. 
Well, but, uh, I think they they did a really good on the per- job on the first season, and they were really lucky. Arrow never is always really good. I don't know if they've had too many bad episodes. No, oh, all of us season. I mean, season three was not my favorite. I, I yeah. I'm okay with last season, but then again, I I I kind of had an expectation that he would go through character development. He's only just gone through now at the start of this season. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, those are <laughs> about other no shows. Predi- no predict, no predictions for next episode. I told you, Cameron will watch and John oh, will okay. leave. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, we didn't see any of John Henry in this episode, did we? Kind of missed him. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's why I was so unenthused. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, thank you for joining us, Ian. Uh, that's all right. I think I'm on one more time before the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be a good one. I think. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. That is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with some was some must watch while others must sleep. <laughs> but until then, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Leap or sleep? Sleep. Oh. Okay. It's a really awkward title. Uh, Yeah. Like Desert Cantos wasn't that (laughs) awkward. That was awkward. Yes, but this one's long and awkward. It's it's not some must watch while others sleep. It's not. It's some must watch while others must sleep. They haven't even (laughs) said the sentence. (laughs) Out of breath, like halfway through. (laughs)